you're listening to Of Slights and Men with Benji and Jacob. A Daily Magician production. Slights and Men. Um, my name is Benji, Benji from The Daily Magician. Uh, it's been a while since I've recorded one of these intros, but I am so excited to be back, back in England. Um, we're, we're so excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. It's mainly going to be about this witch hand routine, uh, witch hand challenge, seven day challenge we've been doing. Um, but before we get into that, just a quick little by way of announcement. The, the reason we've been doing this and the reason we're so excited for this is because um, I actually just got back about now two weeks ago uh, from living out in Eastern Europe, a country called Macedonia. And, you know, while I was gone, um, it was it was very hard for me and Jacob to, to make this kind of content, to be together in person, to do these kind of challenges, to, to make these kind of products. And um, now that I'm back, you know, it's been a long time coming. It's been a long time since I've been on this podcast as well. Um, but now that we're now that we're here together, we are just ready to get rolling with what we think hopefully will be some of the best content in Magic. Um, I know that's a big claim, and maybe we maybe we will see. Maybe it will not turn out to be the best content in Magic, but uh, we're sure gonna give it everything we got. Yeah, like like Benji said, uh, if you haven't kind of heard already, um, we are back together in person finally, and we're gonna be starting to create some YouTube-based content. Um, basically, what it's gonna look like is kind of like. I'm not. I, it's kind of like a buzzword, like Mr. Beast esque, because <laughs> that's what like everyone's that's crazy. To do that's on a YouTube. word now. Jeez, bro. Yeah, and I, that's, late, I, <laughs> that's so I impressive. Also, He's just built his brand to I the point that you can say Mr. Beast esque, and I know what that means. Can you imagine twenty years ago? It's like, hey, Jacob, what are you, what are you doing? You know, your mum's like, oh, what are you gonna do today? And you're like, I'm gonna create some Mr. Beast esque content. That's so crazy <laughs> that that's just like in the vocabulary. True. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, not to get too excited, like, we're not going to be, like, buying, like, a private island and, like, putting David Blaine and Darren Brown on it to fight each other, as cool as that would be. I'm writing it down, I'm writing it down right now. Write that down. (laughs) Yeah, last to, uh, first person to fool the other person, like, gets, like, I don't know, like, a piece of weaponry, or maybe, like, so, you know, bro, it's like, it's like the Hunger Games. No, 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 bro. It's like it's like the Hunger Games. Oh, okay, it's okay. like twenty magicians on an island, and it's like once you fool someone, that person that you fooled is like out, and you stay in. So it's like it's like the last person, oh, the one who cool. like fools all the others, is like the last man standing. That'd be fresh. That actually okay. would be good. Maybe we should make that. I'd, for real, write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Give me two seconds. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, that's the sort of content that we're gonna be. Uh, not creating but we are going to try and create something that's like like it that is hopefully going to be like some of just like the best content for magicians out there and so just to give you guys a little bit of like a teaser of some of the things that are coming up we talk and by the way just these might happen they might not happen but a few things we talked about is like going to see like every vegas every magic show in vegas um maybe like we bought every single like Hans Moretti sword box on the market. <laughs> Here's which one Jeez. like played best on uh, on that, stage. That was that was really specific. I thought you were gonna say like every single triumph routine. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I don't know oh. why Hans Moretti sword box was in my mind so <laughs> so so strongly there. But there we Whoa. go. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. Starting with the video that we're actually. In the process of filming right now, we're in the process of practicing it right now. In fact, we're taking time out of our practice right now to record this podcast, which mm-hmm. I guess let's let's make sure you know, like we're talking a lot about um, witch hand, so that it counts as practice. But yeah, basically, we've been obsessed with the witch hand routine since we were like really young. I think mm-hmm. it's yeah. just like one of those. I, I think it's particularly satisfying because when you perform it on another magician and you keep guessing like which hand. Well, I guess maybe we should talk about what is the witch hand routine. Mm-hmm. Maybe Benji, you could give us like a quick summary. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, the witch hand routine is a really, really nice routine because it's so simple. It's it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, spec- generally speaking, this is how it goes. Spectator, you know, you give the spectator a coin. 
and you say, hey, we're going to play a little game. Take, your, take that coin, put your hands behind your back. Um, you are free to put the coin in whichever hand you may desire. Um, just make sure you don't give me any indication. And then when you bring your hands out, I'm going to try and guess which hand the coin is in. Um, and as you may have deduced, if you are particularly... Uh, what's the word? Oh my gosh, bro. My brain died. Um, if you're into maths, if you're into maths, you have deduced that it's a 50-50 chance. Sorry, that was a stupid build-up. <laughs> um, wow, I'm really glad we waited for that one. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's a 50-50 chance, right? It's like, it's very simple. Okay, well, maybe it was a guess. So then you do the routine again and say, okay, we'll do it one more time. You know, there was a 50-50, maybe it was a fluke. And you guess again, and, you know, so on and so forth. And it's just, the reason I think the witch hand routine is so fun, so fun is just, it's, it's such a simple idea, you know? I feel like a lot of the time, the simplest tricks are the most powerful. It's like, here's a deck of cards. It's like, I'm going to pick a card. You're going to tell me what the card is. It's absolutely one of the most simple card tricks. Just They pick a card, you tell them what the card is. But there's a reason that it's so powerful. It's just, it, it's just right, like, to the point, you know? It's like, I have an object. I put it in one hand. You don't know which hand is it in. Tell me which hand it's in. And it's so simple. And, you know, because you, you have routines that are like, okay, everyone, I want you to think of um, four different breeds of dog. Now narrow it down to one dog. Now think of a friend who owns that dog. Now think of that friend's middle name. Uh, think of one letter of that middle name. Write down that letter, put it in your pocket. Is the letter F. And they're like, no way, that's crazy. Um... And that's cool. Like I, I, like I, I think those, <laughs> I think those routines are like awesome. Don't get me wrong, but there's something that's just so elegantly simple about you give them a coin and you say, "Here, put this in any hand you like, and I am gonna tell you what hand it's in, and I'm gonna be right every single time." There's the challenge. Yeah, I think that's what the, that's what that, that's the thing that's really cool about it. Is like you are gonna be right one hundred percent of the time, and like. If you're not right, then like there's something else. Like there's some sort of out. There's some sort of reason that you weren't correct. And there's also, I guess, the witch hand routine is to elaborate a little bit more. There is, like, I guess, it's like different variations of it. There's a variation where obviously you're guessing like where the coin is in their hand. There's a variation where they're guessing where the coin is in in your hand. Um, there's variations where they're gonna make a certain amount of guesses, and you're gonna say how many times they're gonna be right or wrong. But overall, like the main concept is. You or them have something in your mm -hmm. hand, and you're gonna guess in a way that is like statistically impossible mm -hmm. where that object yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like yeah. That's that's the fundamental, the basics of it. And then, like you said, there's a lot of different ways you can play around with that. A lot of different presentations. Because yeah. there's but, a lot of which uh, yeah. are just like yeah. one phase. Like I personally that like is ones true. that are like mm -hmm. more phases, but there are ones that are literally just mm -hmm. like put it in, mix mm -hmm. it around. Oh, it's in that hand. Mm -hmm. like for instance like the yeah one, like quarterly report right where it's like mm -hmm. they they look at the coin and it says oh like there's a piece of paper there's like a little piece of paper on the back of the coin that says like it was mm -hmm. in your right hand and they're holding it in their mm -hmm. right hand so it can just be yeah. one phase and still be a witch hand routine that's true that's true it can just be one phase um i think yeah there's like a slight presentational difference between which hand routines that are multi multi-phase and which one and which hand routines that are one phase and i think multi-phase routines draw their strength from the fact that you're getting it right multiple times. Duh, yeah. obviously. Um, I, I can explain in, in more detail why I'm making this distinction. Um, because, you know, it's a 50-50 chance, but if you just keep repeating it and you keep getting it right, it just becomes increasingly, like, mind-boggling. It's like, how do they know? How do they know? How Again, like, okay, once was like, maybe. Twice was like, oh, okay, that's cool, but maybe. You know, and then like three, four times, it's like, there's just no way. There's no way they could know. Like, how do they know this? There's no way they should be upset. Yeah. Whereas a one-phase routine, I think it all hinges around the amount of, like, confidence the performer has in his ability the stakes. Um, and it's at the stakes right so it's like okay i have a hundred dollar bill you're going to take the hundred dollar bill and you're going to put it in whichever hand you want then you're going to bring out your hands if i correctly guess which hand the bill is in i keep the money if i'm wrong and if you outsmart me like you get the you get the money right and at that point it's only a one phase routine but because you put you because you make the stakes so high, I think you can afford to make it one stage because it's like they know because that still yeah. plays with their mind, right? Because they know it's not you're not just leaving it up to the odds, right? Because if you did that, you would be losing a lot of money because you're performing this so often. Like it's just not 
it makes it clear that you as the performer you actually you're not just guessing like you do know which hand they put it in otherwise you not be putting you would not be putting so much money on it and then it just becomes so like frustratingly like oh my gosh but it's a 50 50 like how does he know i could just put it in this hand if i just put it in the other hand i think that's the that's the that's the yeah. best line you can get when you're doing a witch hand it's like oh but if i just put it in the other hand and it's that frustration because it, again because it's so simple it, the fact that there's so few choices makes it so frustrating it's like oh gosh if i just put it in the other hand i would have kept the money um so yeah i think one face routines can also be incredibly strong as long as like the six are high yeah exactly and i guess coming all the way back to why we were even describing the witch hand routine in the first place. Um, I think we talked about it a little bit, but obviously like this YouTube video that we're making right now, it's us finding every single witch hand routine we can on the market, learning them in seven days and then performing them for each other to see which one is the most fooling. And hopefully in the meantime, coming up with our own original witch hand routines as well. Mm -hmm. Is that pretty well summarized? Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good summary. Um, basically we we figured like just to kind of zoom out a little bit um before we get too lost in the source i think we figured that in terms of recording this podcast we could either you know, we could ever come back and we could sit down and be like okay here let's talk about um some of the plans going forward let's talk about how excited we are now that we're you know back on the same uh, in the same country you know we can do all this cool stuff let's maybe talk about some cool ideas talk about directions going forward or this or this or this and in the end, it just kind of felt a little bit too, um, what's the word, like self-congratulatory. Like we hadn't actually made anything yet and we were already starting to be like, oh, this is going to be so cool. Um, so really what we wanted to do is we just wanted to drop in in the middle of something we're actually doing that's actually real, that you're actually going to see. Even if this is the only YouTube video we ever make, like it, it exists, you know, it's out there. Um, and so we just yeah. actually wanted to get into the details, give you guys something that would actually be interesting and of benefit to you um did i answer the question i feel like i kind of lost what the yeah, original yeah. question was yeah just like it that's mm -hmm. a good summary of kind of like what we would the do challenge we, yeah, what we yeah, would, yeah 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 exactly yeah. yeah and i think i think the key uh the key phrase in the in the challenge was like we um we learn every witch hand routine we can find sadly um and this is genuinely sad like this is actually sad um sadly a number of the, oh, I don't know, highly recommended, that was a weird noise, highly recommended witch hand routines are no longer available. Everywhere we look, they seem to be out of stock, which is kind of sad. Um, there was definitely a couple of classics that unfortunately just will not be included in this video because they were out of stock everywhere we looked, but we appreciate people kind of reaching out and suggesting them all the same. Um, I think one of the big ones was Gertie Reborn. Um, that one seemed yeah. to to get a lot of like acclaim however it seems to be out of stock everywhere so that that's too bad um but with the exception of that kind of thing where, where these routines are like out of stock or unavailable yeah if we could find a good witch hand routine we bought it and we learnt it and honestly it has been like super fun like obviously part of like this content creation that's like just big bonus for us is we get to actually like practice and learn magic and then like make it into mm -hmm. a video <laughs> which is just super yeah. fun like i've been obsessed yeah. with the witch hand routine for a long time and once you learn like all of them and it'll be cool as well coming together and like explaining mm -hmm. the methods and kind of doing a recap of which ones we think are mm -hmm. the best in the end yeah but you start to learn like a lot of like the key principles that hold most witch hand routines together and mm -hmm. that's like just so beneficial it's like it's one of those where it's like honestly some of these routines are like really not that good like in my opinion mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I, I personally wouldn't have bought them when there's mm -hmm. better things on offer but it's mm -hmm. honestly kind of like a cool thing to do like learning the worst to the best methods because like you find uh -huh. the common threads and that allows you to mm -hmm. kind of build upon and create your own variations on them i guess it's interesting because it's just like it's one of those things that you just wouldn't like think to do you know what i mean it's like you mm -hmm. wouldn't think like oh like how am i gonna like master the witch hand routine mm -hmm. like oh i'm gonna like go buy all of them even the trash ones learn mm -hmm. all of it and then like mm -hmm. come back in you know what yeah. I mean? because you'd think like oh yeah no, like, yeah you know what i'm saying i think in for the purposes of just like absolute transparency which is kind of always our modus operandi here um us taking these kind of ideas and running with them ticks generally ticks three boxes um and we believe that 
these three boxes that get ticked are good for us and they're good for you and they're just good for magic in general so it's kind of one of those win-win-win situations um basically box box number one um it's fun to create and it's fun to watch well i, I can vouch for the first one it is fun to create I guess you guys will have to wait and see on the second one. I, I hope it's fun to watch. I think it's yeah. the kind of content I would enjoy watching. Um, we basically just become your guys' magic guinea pigs. And anything, you know, I, I think I would always have enjoyed watching this kind of content, so I'm, I'm excited to put it out. Um, so so that's, that's one box. Another box is over here. We have our areas of expertise. If you guys are, are if you guys are maybe happen to be like on our email list or are paying customers of ours, then I don't need to get too much into the details, but you know we have certain areas that we like to focus on a lot. Um, and I would say we have some level of expertise in those areas. But magic is such a wide market. Like it's, it's just so big and there's so many different aspects of it that I am just like, I am like nowhere near, I don't know nearly as much as I wish I knew about pretty much every every type of magic there is apart from these one or two things that we specialize in and so this also becomes a chance to basically level up our magic game in a way that will also create engaging useful content for our for our audience um so that, that's the second box is that we're going to become a lot better magicians by doing this um which is you know always a good thing and I guess the third box is it also, we will see, but I think most of these projects we're going to be working on will tie into either a product that we have created, a product that we create during the course of the challenge, um, or a product from, you know, one of our people that we work with that, again, we can kind of just promote. And I think there will be a, a natural tie-in on a lot of these to, to something that we may um, like push or promote. And again, that would be That'll be good for us because you know we are a company and so we want to make sales at the end of the day and but we know that the the way that we're going to make more sales is by creating better content and better products and us being better magicians and so i think this approach i hope it ticks all those boxes again yeah, we'll see it's kind of interesting maybe it will fall on its face but uh yeah we'll <laughs> yeah i think well, we're going to give it a good shot We'll definitely we'll we'll, we'll give it uh, its time. <laughs> Maybe the first one will mm -hmm. fall, but hopefully we'll we'll get there in the end. Right, right. But yeah, it's kind of interesting when you talk about that because it kind of reminded me of like, I don't know. There's a, like it's always nice when you can kind of line things up in a way that like one task accomplishes like three ends. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. and it kind of reminded me of like a lot of what people have said. Like, uh, like a lot of like working magicians talk about the fact that like for a while they would like i mean for, like three years or whatever mm -hmm. they'd like perform every day in like a bar mm -hmm. and like be like a, a walk around magician and that's kind of mm -hmm. one of those things as well that kind of hits like three boxes like one you're getting paid mm -hmm. for magic which is amazing <laughs> mm -hmm. like two you're gonna have to practice because you're gonna be mm -hmm. like performing every day and like three mm -hmm. you're gonna learn like very quickly what hits what doesn't hit mm -hmm like what you like to perform what audiences react well to you know what i mean it's like i feel like mm -hmm. for us we're kind of <laughs> creating our own almost like walk around <laughs> mm -hmm. like type experience so that mm -hmm. we're like forced to learn forced to perform and forced to mm -hmm. like show it to people as well as we will be like with obviously with our audience mm -hmm. so I, I don't know I, I think in magic like really when it comes down to it is like you just have to like force yourself like a lot of the time it's like just like forcing yourself to be in positions where you have to practice mm -hmm. and perform mm -hmm. and that's like where you like just get better because like at the end of the mm -hmm. day like i don't know doing slides in your bedroom can only mm -hmm. go so far when like magic as an artist think like, that is like mm -hmm. a performance art if you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah okay here's an interesting no i like that that's facts but um here's something that that kind of prompted me to think about interesting little take I think it's uh, a little bit controversial, but I don't, I, bro, for the life of me, I don't remember where I heard this. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry about that. But if anyone does let us know, we will give credit. Um, I remember reading this once and I loved it. And it was this idea that magic doesn't exist. Oh gosh, what was it? It's like magic only exists when there's two people present, right? Because when you think about yeah. it, like what is a magic trick? What is magic? Well, it's that sub is that feeling that's created in the mind of the viewer as a reaction to whatever you have done, and so I think magic isn't like an interesting art in that regard because I think I don't know. Say I'm a 
musician, right? I can sit in my room and I can like play music. And regardless of whether or not there's anyone listening, like music is happening because music is kind of just like sound, right? But when we talk about magic, one way to think about it is magic is the feeling that is created upon the misperception of reality. And so you need two parties mm-hmm. present in order for that to happen because you as a magician obviously are not going to be misperceiving because you know what's going on. You're the, you're the person like laying the groundwork for that misperception to arise. And so like if you're doing if you're doing slides in your room are you even doing magic is the question because magic one could argue requires two people to be present yeah yeah it's an interesting it's, i don't know bro. i don't like, know like, uh, like i feel like yeah if a tree falls in a forest like does it yeah. wait, but nobody's around <laughs> to hear it does it make a sound kind of vibe yeah bro <laughs> if a magician shuffles a deck but nobody's there to hear it was <laughs> yeah. it magic yeah. yeah i don't know i think it's a fun idea i think it's like a fun concept to play with and it's kind of like cool to yeah. talk about but at the end of the day like it's not that deep don't like yeah. I, I i don't want to be that guy who's like well you know magic actually uh is a phenomena that oh gosh phenomena that only exists in the, <laughs> the mind of the viewer therefore if you are in your room you are like it's not that deep you're doing card tricks shut up <laughs> yeah yeah, the main thing I think is just to push you to like get out there and like perform, right? Like just mm-hmm. to like take your art and share it with other people. That's like the main mm-hmm. thing that like I feel like is a point of this is like if you put yourself in situations where you are forced to practice and perform, like you mm-hmm. just will over time get better as long as you're open to obviously like mm-hmm. feedback and stuff. Like because mm-hmm. <laughs> if what you're performing is terrible, but you're not open to feedback, then mm-hmm. obviously you're not going to improve. Um, yeah, but yeah. Most of the time, I yeah. think that that's definitely a, a truism. Yeah. No, that's that's fact. Man, yeah. Good stuff. Good discussion. I constantly find myself trying to walk this line between, like, my inner huge magic nerd wanting to come out and then my, like, outer, like, normal Benji trying to be, like, squashing it down. Like, no, don't let them see. Don't let, don't let them see how weird you are. So, oh, yeah. That's funny. I guess that just uh, that just happened live. It's funny because, like, you think, like, you're not, like, a super geeky magician. And then, like, mm-hmm. I remember I was, like, at, like, a dinner party. Mm-hmm. And, like, Swan was, like, so, like, what is magic? And then I just started, like, going off on the most, like, mm-hmm. useless <laughs> speech about, like, yeah. why magic is an art. <laughs> yeah. And, like, all of this <laughs> stuff. And I was, like, oh, no. It's happened. Oh, no. I didn't oh, think no. it would happen, but it's happened <laughs> to me. <laughs> it happened. So, yeah, I mean, that that's the thing is uh i'm still finding my voice there i don't know i don't know like do we lean into it do we do we do we like rein it back do we kind of like ourselves we just be ourselves so we can be ourselves just gotta be yourself classic classic actually i was thinking this kind of is like maybe a perfect segue for you to Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about um kind of that rule you had for yourself while you were in macedonia performing Mm -hmm. and maybe some of the stories that you had during that time yeah yeah so yeah we'll we'll get back into which end because we have some more notes on that that we want to talk about but i think yeah that's a that's a great segue actually um yeah so while i was in macedonia i spent a lot well most of my time i was spent like volunteering right and so i was always like very pressed for time um and so i would always find myself wishing i had more opportunity and more time to like perform magic and and yeah um and so I basically just came up with a simple rule for myself, which was that if anybody ever asked me to do a magic trick, I would do it. No questions asked. Um, and I think that was a good rule to come up with because my natural inclination when somebody asks me to do a magic trick is to be like, no, I don't. I really, no, I'm, I'm okay. No, I don't. I'm, I'm good. I'll be over. I'll be, well, see you next week. Okay. Right. That's kind of my natural inclination is again it's like a weird is this like weird irony where i spend i spent so many years of my life and so many hours dedicated to this art and yet i like almost like don't like it when people find out that i'm a magician because i don't want to show them magic it's like this weird little contradiction where i'm like i dedicate yeah. so much of myself to magic but at the same time someone asked me to like show them a card trick and i'm like bro can we just be like normal friend like I don't need to be the magic guy that like always does the magic trick for you. Like when we're at party, like, can we just be like friends? Like I promise I'm like normal, you know? Um, but, but I think at a certain point I realized I'm not normal (laughs) and you know what? It's okay. 
It's okay. Well, this, <laughs> Magic is, this is, is turning cool. into like a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> Magic is cool. Are you gonna start singing? <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Nah, oh gosh. No. Not. No. Don't. Don't actually. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was just thinking. Talking. About it. Just no. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I was. But then you know, at some point, it's like you know what. I'm I'm a I'm an adult. Like I I I make my I've made these life choices. Like I like magic. Like why am I why why do I not want to perform? Like magic is cool. Like it's I've there's a reason I like magic. Like I'm not stupid, right? And so you were supposed to say yes. Well, you, uh, oh, sorry. No. I, I guess I missed my cue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we edit this part out. We edit this part out. Um, yeah. At, at, at some point, I was like. You know what? No, like, I I like magic. I like performing magic. I think we often, as magicians, vastly underestimate how cool it is for people to watch magic because it becomes kind of such a meme. Especially like, even we have been joking about it today, but like, it kind of can seem like a meme. Like, oh, can I show you a card trick? But when you're on the receiving end of like a genuine, what feels like a genuine display of like impossibility, we often underestimate and forget how special that moment is for other people right if you think back to like the times that you were fooled the hardest i can think of like four or five times off the top of my head right now and i think back to how that made me feel and how much i like value that memory and how special that moment was like it's it's up there it's i it's a great memory and so the the fact now that you as a magician have the ability to at will create those memories in everyone you meet that's insane. You're literally like Father Christmas, but it's Christmas all year, and you're giving out gifts. You can give out gifts anytime. And so I realized kind of like my, that I was just kind of being stupid, and, um, and that, yeah, I was, I was like thinking about it too much, and I was like overthinking it, and I was like really caring too much what people thought of me, and I was like, you know what? No, this is really cool. Like, I think this is actually like, is a cool thing. Um, and so I just yeah. made this little rule that was like, whenever somebody asked me to perform, no questions asked, I would perform. And so that led to some performances that I was not very much ready for, as you can as you can imagine. But on the whole, it was just an awesome experience. And it meant that I was able to, actually, I realized I was able to perform a lot more than I had previously because... Um, when you when you perform at every single like request, you suddenly find yourself performing a lot because you're meeting a lot of people and you're introducing yourself to a lot of people. And one of the questions people always ask you is, "Well, what do you do for a living?" To which I respond, "Well, I sell card tricks. I sell magic tricks on the internet." And <laughs> always gets a always gets a people laugh. People always and then love it. Like, <laughs> they, they love us. <laughs> yeah, it's it it always gets a laugh, and then people are like, "Wait, you're serious?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I." I, I, I sell mag I, I sell magic tricks on the internet. I'm like, you sell magic tricks on the internet, and I'm like, yes, I sell the tricks that are magic on the net that is inter. I don't know the internet. Wow, you. It takes a while a for them to. In... You're kind of a geek in real life, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Was that not? Did we not just? <laughs> is that what you just said? Know. Bro, I'm trying too hard. I'm sorry, bro. I'm trying too hard. I haven't done a podcast in a while. I'm trying to be like, what do people like? Why do they are listen like, to us again? Like, why Why do people like care? Why, why do they Scott listen to me? Or something? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> oh you just said the net that is inter unironically. <laughs> um, I think there was some irony in that. Give me, okay, give, okay. Me, give me credit. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Sorry, Michael. Um, yeah, bro. I, I sometimes, like, as we're recording these, I'm like, why, why do people listen to us again? Like, we... Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, like, made it this far. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are like, why, why, why are you guys, too. why are you guys listening? And I'm like, I gotta make sure I like throw in enough things that entertain in every like two minutes. But then I'm like, at the same oh, time, I'm a magician, not a comedian, and I'm not even that good of a magician. <laughs> so for me to even try to be a comedian, it's like such a bad idea, really, when you think about it. Yeah. So yeah. you know what? Sorry for everyone listening. I guess we'll. Uh, we forgive you. Lean in on our strengths, which is <laughs> talking about weird niche magic, magic topics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just on the whole, it was a good rule. I recommend you guys, if you feel like you're not performing as much, if you want to get more practice in, or if you want to overcome your nerves, your fear of performing, 
then just 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 do it it's uh i guess it's kind of similar in principle to to the whole idea of like well yeah you, you know if you see like some cute girl then like don't even just be like okay you got five seconds to go talk to her and like that is your rule right like i don't know where it's that's like is that in that film that one film about the zoo we bought a zoo you mm-hmm. seen that film yeah yeah where he's like all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage and uh right. it's just like a simple thing so it's like the same with the performance thing all you need is like five seconds of being like ah what the heck yeah i'll perform and then once you once you said yes out loud you know you're, you're gonna do it and i feel like over time it really helps with the whole nerves and like not wanting to perform in front of people because you don't it's yeah. not even like a question in your mind you just know that you're going to so it's like your brain almost like gives up and it's like it's like why even bother creating all this yeah. like nervous anxiety when it's like it knows it's not going to win the argument because you are going to perform so at that point it's like i guess my energy is better spent like somewhere useful yeah. so yeah, it's it's a cool little uh principle i think I briefly interrupt this podcast to uh, just share a little uh, self-promotion with you if I could. Um, if you're enjoying what you're listening to right now um, and you think that maybe you'd enjoy more of our content, uh, please head over to the dailymagician.com slash books. There you'll find 24 classic magic books for free and you'll be signed up for our daily emails where you can hear and get more content just like this. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed so far. And uh, like I said, that's the dailymagician.com slash books. Claim 24 classic magic books for free. And you'll also uh, be getting daily contact from us with more incredible content just like this. No, I think so too. And I think it's like, it's just an interesting one to like, yeah, just get your head around like, yeah, like why I have to share is cool. Like, I don't know. I I was kind of thinking about this while you were talking. I was like, if you talked to like someone that does like BMX, if you mm-hmm. listen to like a BMX podcast, yeah, mm-hmm. you probably would find it like weird and really boring because mm-hmm. they'd be like talking about like <laughs> really like deep level stuff that I mm-hmm. really don't care about, right? Mm-hmm. And but like when I go and watch like a BMX show, I'm like, wow, this is the coolest freaking thing in the world, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah. I'm not saying like I'm not trying to compare myself to like a BMX <laughs> star or something. I'm just saying yeah. like. Anything that you take into like extreme detail, excruciating mm-hmm. detail, it's gonna start mm-hmm. feeling like boring and not cool. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like I don't know, however you present something to your spectators or to the people mm-hmm. around you is how they will interpret it too. Mm-hmm. So if you just present magic as being a really cool thing that you like mm-hmm. to do and like something that you love to share, then that's how they'll mm-hmm. take it too. You know, there's no like need to like worry about them mm-hmm. like freaking out about the fact that I don't know. Oh my gosh! Like, do they even know like how much of like Divernon I've read? Like, they don't care. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, so just just get on, do the trick, perform mm-hmm. it, like present it in the best way you can, and then mm-hmm. come to podcasts like this for your little like mm-hmm. geeky niche session mm-hmm. when you want to actually get into kind of like the community mm-hmm. of magic mm-hmm. because that's not that doesn't represent the performance itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Like, I think as the performer you sometimes again forget how much influence you have over the audience in terms of it's kind of like we all know the principle in misdirection it's like where you look they look so it's like if i look here and i genuinely like i genuinely look there i don't just like flick my eyes out like you know i turn my body there i focus there they are also going to look there um it's the same thing like if you are actually excited to perform this they're going to be excited to watch it if you are happy while performing it they will be probably more likely to be happy while they're watching it um so yeah i think we we all kind of know that in terms of like physical yeah. misdirection and like where you look they look but but i guess sometimes we don't think about that in terms of the whole emotional emotions jazz like if you're hyped about it and if you think it's cool yeah we'll think it's cool too just like I don't know if you met someone, if like one of your best friends was like a break dancer, like it's still not gonna get boring to like see them do a backflip. I don't know, like I am that annoying person mm-hmm. where like as soon as you know someone can do a backflip, you want to see them do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> like magic is yeah. kind of the same. It's like you're a magician, mm-hmm. like do the role, you know. Like say yeah. I don't know, you know, it's like just it's fine. Like yeah, it's, it's not no because like, that's lame. that's honestly <laughs> yeah. I used to think about it in those terms, and I used to almost like use that as an excuse not to do magic at more opportunities because it was always like you know like. Again, like if somebody was this great BMXer, or like let's say this guy was like there's a guy who's like really good at running marathons, and you meet someone and you're like, hey, what well, what do you do? What what do you do for fun? What are your hobbies? What do you do for work? And they're like, oh, you know, I run marathons. Um, 
you know, you wouldn't expect someone to be like, oh, well, that's cool. Show me a marathon. And then they, like, nobody does that. Yeah. You can't do that. And in the beginning, I would sometimes use that as, like, a mental excuse to not perform magic. So I was like, well, you know, if you wouldn't ask a marathon runner to run a marathon, then maybe, like, you shouldn't also be asking me to, like, do this magic trick. And then I realized it's actually, like, the exact opposite. And I think, again, it's just really shows how much how lucky you are as a magician that your passion is something that you can display in 20 seconds in a minute two minutes with nothing but a deck of cards like your life's well maybe not your life's work that's a little bit of a over exaggeration but but an, an art <laughs> form that people, you've given a lot people. for some no for sure for some people that's yeah let's let's be fair then yeah for, for, for a lot of people good number of people their life's like passion and art that they pour hours and hours of work into is it's it's honestly just so we're so lucky that we can just pull out a deck of cards and display that within a minute that that's a privilege we have that these like a marathon runner can't just like drop his i don't know can't just like drop his drink at the bar and run a marathon around the bar and then be people like oh yeah that's cool huh thanks for sharing but <laughs> you can do that with magic so again it's just one more reason it's like because you have that, like, with great power comes great responsibility. Because you have that power, you have that privilege. It's like, who are we to then not, like, do our not do our part and not like, actually carry that carry that out? Like, make take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but hey, we didn't mean yeah. we didn't mean to like yeah. go off on that whole little uh, side <laughs> tangent. But on on that note of like something you can perform at a moment's notice let's yeah, talk about the witch hand again real quick back. and uh, i guess we'll we'll do that and then we'll i guess we'll probably try and finish up so it's not yeah. like super long um, yeah so i guess we've already talked mm -hmm. about it quite a lot but maybe do you want to get into some more like the some more like deeper specifics or anything particular that you wanted mm -hmm. to yeah to yeah, yeah. I, I got a couple notes there yeah so like we can just go through these notes um i first of all wanted to ask if you have any cool like performance stories and this can be Either times that you've performed it, times that it has been performed on you, um, times you've seen like at, at, at a show it's been performed, or like someone in person done it to you. That person may or may not be me. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go go run with that. Um, well, first, I guess most recent story. It was kind of fun. Uh, I've been practicing a lot. There's one witch hand routine that I'm doing that's like very slight, heavy from Bobos. Um, mm -hmm. And I was just like showing my wife, like, oh, like, mm -hmm. what do you think of this move? And she and I was like, like, which hand is it in? And she's like, mm -hmm. oh, like that was such an obvious move. Like, obviously, it's in that one. Like, she taps it and like open my hand and mm -hmm. it's empty. That was very satisfying. That's a very satisfying like mm -hmm. recent story, where it's just like it's just a mm -hmm. fun. I don't know. It's just a really mm -hmm. fun routine because it's such a like mm -hmm. one on one experience with the spectator and mm -hmm. and and you. You know, it's mm -hmm. like there's a 50 50 chance like and it just I, I really like how a lot of the routines bring in this like competitive nature of it i think it's just fun like i think mm -hmm. it's a very enjoyable routine because every time every time you put your hands up the spectator genuinely feels like this time like they're gonna get it you know mm -hmm. like this time like they're yeah. gonna get it right and i think that's just so fun like for instance like when you were performing mm -hmm. it on me we, we kind of alluded mm -hmm. to it that you perform this on me mm -hmm. quite a lot this is kind of like, and also this is another one that you um, I, I remember you even like tried to do it with like Aaron Fisher and stuff, right? Like this was kind of like your go-to for like a a long time, but yeah, like when oh, we yeah, would do it, it together, it yeah, goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of like, goes to show how how little else I had in the locker at the time. <laughs> this was my <laughs> my big one, the the witch hand. Yeah, that's all I had. No, but I mean, it's just a fun one, right? Because it's like it's not mm -hmm. like. I don't know. It doesn't. It's, a lot of the time, it doesn't require like really intensive slides. It's, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just like a. It's a very mental trick, mm -hmm. and it's just very. It's also very fun. I think as well, if you can bring in, like, it's fun for an audience as well, because mm -hmm. like they like seeing the battle between the magician and the spectator, mm -hmm. and a lot of the time they're like privy to knowledge that like the spectator isn't, or the the, the mm -hmm. audience member isn't, and that can also add a fun factor. So I, I think mm -hmm. I've gone a little bit too much over on this, like. 
I've kind of gone into more just talking about the Witch and routine. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. in terms of like fun performance stories, obviously like Darren Brown's is amazing. It's, mm-hmm. He opens his he opened used to open his show with the Witch Hand routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that I shows like that. how powerful it is. I love seeing him mm-hmm. do it on stage. Obviously, mm-hmm. well, I mean he gets it wrong, but you know mm-hmm. by the end of the show that that was on purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of yeah. It, it's not to be underestimated. If if Darren Brown can open a show with a Witch Hand routine. Like mm-hmm. it's a good routine, and I think he doesn't so, he get yeah. you to doesn't he get the audience to like play along as well? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, 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 he like it's yeah, it's a a variation where like the audience, you know, it's like hands up if you think it's in this one, hands up if you think it's in this one, blah blah blah, like elimination, so on and so forth. It yeah, it's a really fun opener. Yeah, it is. Mm. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I now have any funny or just like interesting stories witch hand um well something that occurred to me while you were talking i think another reason the witch hand is so like attractive as a trick or it's so has so much how it's another reason that the trick is like disproportionately powerful i guess is one way you could say it or it's like when you think about it it really shouldn't be that big of a deal you know you're just guessing which hand it's in it's 50 50 each time but i think it plays on this thing where tell me jacob what is the single most common line after you do a magic trick? What what does everyone always say? Uh, <laughs> Don't think about it. Too like, hard. I know how it was done, or like I've seen that before. Or, I mean, that's no, no, like badly. a question, like, like what do they ask you? Oh gosh, I, do I don't feel like trick. I'm in an exam and I'm failing. Um, you're gonna kick yourself. How did you do that? I well, I, I mean, I guess, like statistically speaking, you you may be correct on that one. I may be wrong. I was just thinking, like, <laughs> can you do that again? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, oh sorry. gosh, I was like, I was delving into like all my magic. Theory, like, um, oh gosh, but they shouldn't say that if you did the trick well. Uh. <laughs> oh no. No, no, no. It's just like, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to make that into a little like uh, test, but but one basically... test I failed. <laughs> I failed with flying colors. <laughs> well, you know, the problem is... Yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry. You failed. But, thanks. as I was saying, um, when you when you do most magic tricks, the most common response is, can you do that again? And 99% of the time, like, as a magician, you, you can't do it again. Um, that's just, like, the the uh the best practice right it's like you just don't do the same trick twice everyone knows that like you never do the same trick twice but the thing about the witch hand routine is like that's the whole point is that you do it again and again and again and again and it's like one of the only routines where you can do it again and the more you do it the more powerful it gets so i, li- I like that i like that it plays on that common reaction to magic which is like do it again yeah but like that's built into the to the effect like it, it wouldn't even work without that being a unspoken request and i think it also feels like it feels like there's no way like there's no way the magician can pull it off like uh, that many times you know what i mean yeah because mm-hmm. like it feels like so fair because it feels like a 50 mm-hmm. 50 every time it like the tension is held you know what i mean mm-hmm it's like mm-hmm. the tension is maintained because like they're so unaware of like so many of these methods like it literally doesn't matter which hand like mm-hmm. they pick of yours or like mm-hmm. you're always gonna know which hand they have mm-hmm. it in but mm-hmm. like it feels every time like there's a really strong mm-hmm. chance that either they're gonna get it right or you're gonna get it wrong mm-hmm. and i think that also plays very well for the spectator mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's that thing where you talked about where it's like if i just pick the other hand because you know in their head they're gonna deliberate and they're gonna think okay i'm gonna do left or right Okay, let's do left. No, 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 let's do right. And then when you when you say uh, it's in your right hand, they think, oh gosh, I was right. I should have gone with left. I would have caught him out. Okay, this time, this time I'll get him. Like, let's do it again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, cool. Yeah, so no, that's that's good stuff. Um, I mean, I think we there's a lot more we could talk about for the yeah the whole for the purpose of this challenge. We're actually gonna intentionally not talk about some of the things we could talk about because we want to have this moment where we at the end of the challenge, kind of, like, perform these for each other and see if we can fool each other with them. So we don't want to go too deep into, like, what they're going to look like or uh, any kind of potential methods um, just so uh-huh. we can, like, 
make sure they have the highest possible chance of working on each other. Um, but I think maybe one thing we can talk about without giving too much away is our thoughts on basically the witch hand routine. I don't think it's a big secret to say there are ways to do this that don't require any kind of gimmick or equipment, and there are ways to do it that do require gimmicks or equipment. And I think some magicians, myself probably included, right, when they first think about it, they tend to be kind of like purist about it, and 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 I tend to always prefer like I just would rather do a non-gimmick version because I'm like it's cooler that way, you know, like it's more impressive, like, the method's cleverer, like, it's, it takes more skill, but at the end of the day, like, if the effect is the same, do you think it makes a difference? That's my question to you. I think, I personally think it makes a difference, but only for this reason. I think mm -hmm. method layering as a concept it's just mm -hmm. always a good idea. <laughs> mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like, and maybe it's not even called method layering, but we're like, where mm -hmm. you basically, you know, it's like at first you're going to do it, but you're looking at their eyes. Then after mm -hmm. that, like you're going to do it blindfolded. Then after that, mm -hmm. they're not even going to have an object in their hands. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think that escalation is very, mm -hmm. very cool. And I, I say that mm -hmm. because like having you do that on me, like a lot of things we mm -hmm. do a lot of the time, it's like, I know you would use one type of method. <laughs> Mm -hmm. for like most of the routine but uh -huh. then you would say okay like there's no object in your hands right yeah you that idea of like okay well maybe it's gimmicked yeah. uh -huh. now let's do it you know and mm -hmm. i think that's where these kind of like wordplay without mm -hmm. getting too much into method type mm -hmm. ways no, and they're not all wordplay as well routine. that isn't the they're not only wordplay, not they're not. gimmicked way. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean you can actually just do it like that's not giving mm -hmm. too much away like if you mm -hmm. go, just go look at like the chris ramsey video on the witch hand mm -hmm. routine you can also just actually deduce quite accurately mm -hmm. like <laughs> which hand it's in so mm -hmm. i mean i i think it does make a difference and i do think it is uh, personally what i've learned mm -hmm. so far from going through those routines is just like the more phases the better mm -hmm. and the more you can vary the phases the more mm -hmm. fooling the witch hand mm -hmm. routine becomes that's all i would so say we're saying that. we're saying the gimmick may well have a place yeah in but not in, being one not of in the isolation. phases one of the methods yeah but the cool thing yeah, I think that's a good point. I think even if you do lean towards like using a gimmick for this routine, it is still good to learn non-gimmick versions so that you can then cancel out that gimmick version. So if you want to do like your first phase, second phase, or just any of the phases, using a method that does not require the gimmick, you can set conditions that mean when the spectator is going to think back and they might think, well, what if he had some kind of way of knowing, but then they're like, oh, wait, but he did this one where like I just imagined I had a coin and there's no way because it's an imaginary coin, there's no way he could have known or... You know, I used, I didn't even use a coin. I used like a chess piece or like I used a, a little, I don't even know, like a little piece of paper, you know, um, a folded playing card, all this kind of thing. So yeah, I think having that like method layering, different methods canceling out each other. It's good. It's good to have as many different methods as possible in the bag and then you can kind of mix and match as yeah. long as it's uh, still a... a that's, that's what I think too. Feel, like as long as it feels like... consistent to the spectator and it feels like the effect right. is each time. Right. And it's not like crazy different, you know. Yeah, as dissatisfying as that is, I do genuinely think like three methods is better than one. Mm -hmm. It's like as obvious as that sounds, but I think with the witch hand routine, what I'm learning is like mm -hmm. there is no best routine, but like just mm -hmm. in general, the idea of like the witch hand is so strong mm -hmm. that when you layer routines on top of each other, the effect like just becomes inherently better because of mm -hmm. that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it is really. Again, not, not to, like, sound too cliche, but I think it really is just about the presentation at the end of the day. Um, this is something that st stuck out to me while I was uh, rereading yeah. as part of this challenge. Um, Timon Krauss's excellent book, uh, Which Hand Method and Philosophy. He has his own, like, proprietary method, and it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's really good. It's definitely, like, if not, it's, like, if not my favorite, like, I don't even know, it's probably, I don't want to spoil the video by saying it's my favorite, but, like, it's probably going to end up being my favorite. We'll see. We'll see, though. No promises. Um, but even all that aside, something he mentions in the book is like, okay, well, let's say even, I don't know, let's say for some reason his method stopped working overnight. Something happened. Like, for some reason, 
no explanation, just that that method no longer works. His routine, the power of his routine is not in the method, it's in his presentation of it. And that presentation he could do equally well in, in a number of different methods. And so, yeah, I think that's a good, maybe a good point to, to start wrapping this stuff up on is like, it really is at the end of the day just about the presentation. Like, that, that is what it's about. And yeah. Yeah, not much else to say apart from that, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, I think like yeah. that is a good place to wrap. Like, we keep talking, but like, I think we've mm-hmm. said what we want to say. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this first podcast. It's a different type of um different dynamic with just the two of us. Obviously, like a lot of the time we do have guests or mm-hmm. we talk all like with three of maybe we'll do ones where we have us two and like Danny on or whatever, but we wanted to just kind of get back into the role of things. Like Benji said, it's gonna take us a second to kind of like get back on uh <laughs> get back on the horse, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um but we hope you enjoyed. Hopefully you got some gems that you could take out of here. I definitely did. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed the podcast. Um, so if you guys, yeah, did, no, I I enjoyed this I a ton. I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it ticked that box. That's for sure. I hope it also ticked uh, your proverbial box. <laughs> Why did you okay, make that so weird? Why did you have to pause right there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we're just gonna end on that. Thanks for listening. Uh, Go subscribe to uh, Wait, wait, tell already. them, yeah, tell them, tell, tell them what yeah. to do. Go subscribe to the Go to, to the, the Daily Magician, subscribe mm-hmm. to the YouTube, look out for our emails, and Yeah, very, where can they find our YouTube? What are we called? Just search the Daily Magician okay, into cool, cool. YouTube and you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. You can even Google the Daily Magician mm-hmm. YouTube, it'll definitely pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just go subscribe. Yeah. If you have Stay any tuned. ideas for us um, in terms of YouTube videos, which hand routines, which hand routines are probably a little too late, but we'd still be interested to hear kind of what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, watch out on the YouTube, watch this space. We're very, very excited for all the ideas that we have moving forward, and we will speak with you guys very soon. But ciao for now. Ciao, ciao.